Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree. Um, and that'll also give you access to our social media like Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, uh, hi, guys. So today we have like a kind of a short little one for you. Like a mini episode, I guess you could say. Um, we're outside, so if you hear sirens or anything like that, you know, that's why. Um, but hopefully nothing crazy will pop off. If we start screaming, there's a demon, so. Aliens coming to take us. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll just, um, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, (laughs) anyway. So, yeah, if you saw the title, then you probably know what we're going to be talking about today. I don't really have anything else to talk about far as us uh we hit 90 subscribers on youtube so we're almost to 100 hopefully we can make that 100 by the end of the um year year. yeah (laughs) that thing um (laughs) the year yeah there's also mosquitoes out here because we're in the south and um we have our second spring going on right now because you know fuck winter i guess um december huh whatever (laughs) yeah we were cold at Thanksgiving, but that's good enough. Um, but anyway, so yeah. going to for Christmas. So if we, you hear some slaps, that's a slap of mosquitoes. But other than that, we're going to get into it. So today, like I said, if you saw the title, you know what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the um, Turpin family. And you have heard about this, right? I think so. Is it about that family that... Um, like about their their fam, like the like they uh, the parents abuse their kids. Abuse their kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, this happened back in 2018, and yeah, this is gonna be a short one. There's only like four pages of notes that I have, but I did watch the um Jordan and Jennifer Turpin. They mm-hmm. were on, which Jordan. At the time that the, that they ran, or at the time that they got help, she was seventeen and Jennifer was twenty nine. Hmm. So I did watch their thing on um, Diane Sawyer that she did with them, and it was pretty interesting. So, anyways, I'm just going to start off. There's not much about the mom and dad, so not much of a backstory there, but we're just going to get into it. So David Turpin, he's the father. He was born October 17th, 1961. Like I said, there isn't much on either of these parents about their upbringing, but we do know that he used to be a computer engineer, and he graduated from Virginia Tech, so he probably made a pretty good bit of money, and... Obviously, they made good money because they were able to kind of travel and move to several different places um, in the United States, and and we'll get into that. So, he actually um, met Louise Turpin, the mother, who was born May 24th, 1968. He met her at Princeton High School in West Virginia. The couple then married in 1985 when David was 23 and Louise was only 16. So the mother and father obviously had to give consent to the marriage or she wouldn't have been able to get married. 
Um, they were Pentecostal, and part of their belief as Pentecostals, they believed that they, it's kind of like Catholics, like they didn't believe in birth control, like however uh, many kids okay. they would have is how many they would have. And they did just that, having 10 daughters and three sons between the years of 1988 and 2015. So yeah, there's 13 kids involved in this case. Um, now, Louise's sister did say that there was a close family member. They didn't disclose who it was. But there was a close family member in their family that sexually assaulted the mom, like their mom, mm -hmm. and would do the same to her and Louise when they were younger. Mm -hmm. So the mother, obviously, you know, the mother of these 13 kids, she obviously, when she was younger, suffered some sexual abuse and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um... It, she said it went on for years, but the mother never really stopped it. Because it was kind of like one of those things, like, everybody in the family was getting molested by this person, kind of. Wow. Like, not everybody, but mm, a good majority. amount of people. Cousins, yeah. you know. And, and they just let it happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they lived in, flushing back to the parents now. Um, they lived in Fort Worth, Texas until 1999. Then they moved to Rio Vista. In 2007, the parents moved 10 of their children into an isolated trailer on their property. So, they moved them out of the house and into this trailer. Two of the sisters, Jennifer and Jordan, the ones that I told you about, um, that I watched the thing on, Jennifer, being the oldest, sat down and talked with Diane Sawyer, Diane Sawyer and told her about when they were left alone, they had to fend for themselves. The parents took the two youngest, and after leaving the rest of them in this, like, camper, basically, they would bring them groceries bi-weekly, but she said that it was never enough, and it sometimes wasn't every week. Like, they would just bring them, like, crackers or a, a loaf of bread or something like that. She mm -hmm. said, um, Jordan, who was six at the time, she said that she, in the interview, she said, I remember eating ketchup and mustard like packets to like survive in oh ice. God. After the family moved to Rio Vista pro moved from, sorry, moved from the Rio Vista property in 2010, the neighbors that were like there was a neighbor that lived across the street from them. She said that they found when they went into the house and had to like I guess go into it for property reasons. I don't know if she owned the house or was like written it out to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But she said that they found um, feces, like human feces, um, and beds with ropes tied to them on the inside of the home, along with piles of garbage and even, like, dead animals, like household cats and, oh my God. like, mice and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. One of the neighbors said that the kids were always seemed to be very quiet and when you would see them, if you did see them ever, it was very rare that you would see them. Um, you know, they were just, like, wouldn't really talk or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why no one called the police after they saw the house like that. Because they didn't. Like, the neighbor didn't call the police after the house, after they saw this house like this in 2000 and, what I say, 2010? Yeah. So, it was eight years before they would actually get any help, you know. And Gosh. she, I just feel like she could have. Maybe call the police, you know, a little bit there. Um, but whatever. 
I would have. I would have been like, so these people just left, and their house looks like this. You might want to go Especially check up on the kids. Especially with the ropes. On the beds, yeah. On the beds. Yeah. yeah. That's that was weird. It was a little weird. So anyways, um, the kids were all homeschooled, but Jennifer did say, remember she's the oldest, she did say that she did go to school from first grade to third grade. And she got made fun of a lot because she would, like, wear the same clothes. She would smell bad. Mm. And, you know, kids are assholes. But in their defense, they don't, at that age, they don't really know. But she started crying in the interview. She said, I remember, like, no one wanted to play with me. And I knew why, but there wasn't anything I could do about it. Because their house was like a hoarder's house, basically. Mm -hmm. And their mom just wouldn't ever clean or anything like that. So... You know, I feel sorry for, um, I try to teach my kids to at least be not, you know, be nice to everyone. And even if you see a kid in class that's maybe not as privileged as you are, you know, just ask them if they're okay. Yeah, reach out to them. Or something like that. Reach out to them. Because you never know. I mean, obviously in this situation, you never know. I think that they... Some of the kids went to school during this time, too, with Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, they all got pulled out, and they were homeschooled. And they told them that they needed to remember what grade they were in. They weren't really homeschooled. Let's just say that. The parents just told them, you need to remember what grade you're in. And they kind of taught them the bare minimum of that grade. Like, what level they should be speaking on, basically. Hmm. And that was pretty much it. Hmm. Um and they needed to know what grade they were in in case anyone ever asked. So, she said they didn't really have any school. The kids didn't really know how to talk well. During the interviews, they talked really, they talked better. But when Jordan, she's the one that finally calls the police, and we'll get into that. But when she does, there's all kinds of, and you can, um, you can watch the dispatch, like, the, the whole thing online. Call. The 911 call, yeah. Couldn't think of what it was called. You on the internet? The, yeah, on the internet. Um, there's a lot of things that she didn't know what they were. I think one time the dispatcher asked her, oh my gosh, what was it? We'll get into it more. Like, but I where think do it you was, live? No, I think it was, uh, do you take any kind of medications? And she was mm. like, what's medications? She's wow. 17. She had no idea what 17. medication was. Yeah. Wow. That's... So. I was to say, I mean... The street? I could understand. I mean, I... Yeah, yeah. When I was 17, I probably didn't know. So, Jennifer said, the oldest, she said that she did run away once, but she was so worried about her siblings that she decided to return. Mm -hmm. Jennifer and Jordan both talked in the interview about how the abuse was worse to the point where they would get chained to the bed at night. Most of the kids were chained to the bed at night with actual chains. Jennifer said that she never knew what side her mother was going to be on, whether she was going to be you know, call her stupid or smack her in the face for saying something wrong. Mm -hmm. Louise, uh, her sister said that her sister would talk about this part's weird. Her sister would talk about how her and David were swingers or like wannabe swingers. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. She said that they met a guy online. This is Louise telling her sister this. Mm -hmm. They met a guy online and David drove her to a hotel to have sex with this guy. She had sex with him. And then a year later, 
Like, she goes home, whatever. Then a year later, she said, she told her sister, David drove me back to the hotel, to the same room, to the same bed, because he wanted to have sex with me where that guy had sex with me a year before. And I was just like, what? (laughs) She, She said it was really weird, and she was like, okay, you know? Yeah. Um... Her sister said that it, that also they never saw the kids unless it was in pictures. They would always hmm. tell them, like, all their extended family, because you're probably wondering, like, okay, if they went to, like, Thanksgiving, why the fuck didn't anybody say, like, hey, what's going on with these kids? You yeah. Know? But they didn't um, go, go to, to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. They didn't go to Christmas. Well, why didn't they say anything, like, where's the kids? They would just say that they were just always busy and stuff like that. And their families weren't really close like that together. Oh, okay. So it wasn't really like... I thought that the parents were showing up and then they were like, yeah, no, no, the no. kids are at home. No. Because I'd be like, that's weird. Weird. <laughs> um, no, they just didn't go to Thanksgiving. They didn't really have a close family. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't until Jordan was almost choked to death by her dad that she, <coughs> she said that that was when they decided to um, do the escape plan. Mm. It was a plan that they had planned for over two years. They took, they were taking photos of their abuse, and they were planning to make this 911 call. Mm. Jennifer said in the interview that with Diane Sawyer that their parents would also justify their um, actions. actions with the Bible. Course. She said, quote, they loved to point out things in Deuteronomy, which I don't know. You might know what she's talking Deuteronomy? about. Deuteronomy? Okay. Like, parents and... Yeah. Does it say a lot about how parents are like... Yeah, like, um, parent, uh, kids are supposed to obey... Yeah. Kids obey your parents for they know more than you and all that other stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't... I mean... It says that, but it doesn't say, like... Well, she said we... She also said, we have the right... This is what her dad would say. We have the right to do whatever we want to you. They said that they have the right to kill them, even if they don't listen. And David would use a belt and switches to whip them with. Mm. I think in Deuteronomy, they even say... I might be wrong. I know somewhere in the Bible it says that uh, if parents wanted to sell you in slavery. Yeah. But isn't that Old Testament? I'm pretty sure. And that yeah. probably is Old Testament. Deuteronomy. Think yeah. Oh, well, Deuteronomy. Yeah, that's Old Testament. I don't know. You know more about the Bible than I do. <laughs> Took all those Bible classes. Yeah. Um, aside from from their mom being a total psychopath, she was also racking up massive credit card debt. She was a hoarder. This is really weird. She would hoard children's clothes, games, and toys, like children's toys, and she would not allow the kids to play with them. Like, those were her toys. She was the only one that could play with them. She was the only one that could play with the board games. Like, yeah, her, Jennifer and, the, and Jordan. She sounds like she has bipolar, and then she also sounds like she is very, um, what's that word? Where they have a lot of stuff. Um, a hoarder. Yeah. And also... She sounds like she's still child, childish, yeah, or something. I don't know. It was weird. And she sounds like she's like she thinks she's a child, and she doesn't need kids. Yeah, their parents also would binge on like fast food, and they would taunt them with like fresh baked pies from like the bakery and stuff, Mm -hmm. or like the ones that you get, like Marie Calendars or whatever. And they would forbid the the kids to touch them or even like look at them or whatever. The kids were only allowed to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, frozen burritos, and chips. But Jennifer and Jordan both said that some nights they would 
just go to bed starving because they all they had that day were like a couple bags of chips and that was it um or maybe like some peanut butter on a cracker or something like that she said they had a lot of saltine crackers like a lot so they didn't go anywhere like they didn't have any kind of school or activity or anything so i was wondering because i was like how the hell did the truancy officer or somebody not like wonder where the hell these kids were yeah because they're in the system somewhere i mean she had gave birth to them um but they they made up their own homeschool basically and he was the quote-unquote principal and i don't know why anybody didn't go check on it or do a welfare check to be like okay i don't know she obviously wasn't turning in any material yeah you have to turn into material yeah here in mississippi i don't know how it is in california where they were or texas or anywhere like that that they live but you have to turn in material at the end of the year to show that you actually did and every year you have to go to the homeschool association and you have to re-sign yeah. up so i i don't know that that never really understood that they didn't really dive in deep into that either they probably just didn't even look at it Probably not. Their no. Systems probably especially up, in California, they got too much to worry about. Then you know, here in Mississippi, there's not that many people, so yeah. that are homeschooled. You know, well now there are, but <laughs> there used to not be. So, on January fourteenth, two thousand eighteen, was the day that Jordan said that she was ready to leave and get help. She said she got the phones because the older siblings had phones. Like, I guess they had given them phones to, like, stay in contact because the parents were gone a lot. I mean, I probably, I think I missed that part, but they were gone a lot. They would go on, like, vacations to, like, Las Vegas and stuff like that. And the older kids, who were, like, 29, 27, 26, like, they were made to stay there. So they did get them phones at one point, but they kind of realized that they were they were doing too much weird stuff on the phones like looking up too much stuff that they didn't want them to look up so they cut the phones off so jordan got one of the phones from her older brother oh so there's older like 20 year olds oh yeah jennifer's the oldest and at the time in 2018 she was 29 oh yeah i thought the oldest was the 17 year old no 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 jennifer was the oldest she was 29 and someone oh. had asked her why, you know, Dan, I think it was Diane Sawyer. Were asked they her, still living in the house? Yeah. Oh, my God. She asked her why she never left. And because she was old enough to. I mean, yeah. she's an adult. And she said, where was I going to go? Like, I didn't. Mm. I, she That's didn't true. have the skills. She, she didn't have, have the. Knowledge. She didn't have the knowledge. She did not have the speech. Not really. Yeah. I mean, they kind of talked like. They talked like kids, you know, and not, not during the interview they talked great during the interview this was like five i think this was three years ago um because the interview was this year so yeah it was three years ago but when she made the 911 call she talked like a child like a seven-year-old like yeah seven-year-old? it would be like if a seven-year-old wow. not my seven-year-old because she talks like a grown adult but <laughs> like a normal seven-year-old um yeah would talk that's how she talked you know and or no i'd say like a five-year-old yeah Mm. probably like a five or six-year-old so yeah she got one of her siblings phones and that was also the phone that she had been um using to take the pictures and all that of the abuse she would hide the recorder and she would record some of the stuff there was also somehow they got barbies they had gotten these barbies 
for a birthday or something like that. And for some reason, I don't know what Barbie she's talking about, but for some reason these Barbies had cameras in them. Do you ever remember Barbies no. that had cameras in them? I don't remember that. She said there was these Barbies that they got that had a camera in them, and she would walk around with the Barbie recording her dad and recording the abuse and stuff like that mm -hmm. on those. Mm -hmm. So that was really smart, too. Um, so the day came when she was decided that she was going to um, call 911. So the 17-year-old Jordan, she got some distance from the house by crawling through the window and called the dispatch. The 911 call, like I said, you can hear the dispatch ask her a bunch of different questions, but Jordan basically said, my brother and sisters are being abused. They're chained to the beds right now, and we live in filth. You know, she told her, I can barely breathe sometimes for all the filth in the house, mm -hmm. um, which was true. And she was just telling her all this different stuff. The dispatch would even ask her, like, what street she was on. And she didn't know. She didn't know what. She didn't even know her house, her address of her mm -hmm. house. So she had to, like, walk back to her house and kind of try to stay hidden. Because she said, I was so scared because I just thought if my parents wake up, they're going to know I'm gone. And then they're going to come out here and look for me. So she was trying to stay away from the house. And she was trying to, like, hide in the bushes and, like, look and see what the street number was. Mm -hmm. She didn't really know how to do that. So the dispatcher was like, do you see a stop sign? She knew what a stop sign was. And she said there should be a street name on the top of it. And um, there should be numbers, like, on your house and stuff like that. She just kind of helped her figure out where she was at. Yeah. So... The first police officer that arrived to the scene, um, I'm sure he probably thought she was, like, high and, or whatever, because she was, because you could see the cam, you could see the, um, what's it called? Barbie cam? No, the, the, yeah, the body cam. Yeah. You could see the body cam footage, and, um, you know, he was like, are you okay, you know? And she was shaking, and she was talking, you know, not great, and so mm -hmm. he probably was thinking, okay, maybe she's a runaway, and Jordan said she was so nervous and shaking because she didn't want the police to not believe her and take her back to the oh, house. Yeah. And she knew that that was a possibility. So she started telling him about the abuse. And she started telling him about everything. And the first thing he asked, which her and her sister had talked about, they're going to ask you for proof. And that's what he said. He said, do you have proof of this? He was like, I can't just, you know take your word for it unfortunately and she said yes I do have proof and that was when she showed him the phone of she had pictures of the kids that night that she had taken before she left who were chained to the bed with chains and he was like this is your house right now like this is what's going on and he, she was like yes so they put her in the back of the police car and they decided to get some more they waited for some more officers and then they went up to the house um, I saw the she, footage. She also said that this was like they were moving the next day. They were oh. moving to Oklahoma because mm -hmm. they moved around a lot and at the spur of the moment. And so, which I don't know, I guess they just left all their shit in the house. Because yeah. when they go into the house, when they knock on the door, and, the, and I'll get into that, but when they go into the house, there's shit everywhere. And the parents are like, oh, we're moving tomorrow. We're moving tomorrow. And it's yeah. like, so you just throw, throw shit, shit everywhere? everywhere? Like, I don't... I don't get it. Yeah, so, I saw the... That's weird because, like, literally, I didn't know we were doing this case. And was literally, it on TikTok? Yeah, it was on TikTok. 
That's because um, the Diane Sawyer interview was. Oh, okay. Like last month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were like super. Like when I saw them, she was like, "We just woke up. What are you talking about?" Like she was acting all sweet and innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, you can come in. It's fine." So yeah, the police go. They knock on the door and. They're like, hey, you know, we're here to do a welfare check. And when police officers do a welfare check, they don't have to have a warrant to come inside. Mm-hmm. So, at first, her look on her face was like, yeah, she was okay, worried. she was freaking out. Um, you could tell that they were both breathing heavily. Mm-hmm. And so, that told the police officers that they probably were trying to, like, clean up or hide something. And they were. Because, so they walked through the door. And they're like okay, we're going to do a welfare check. And as they're walking through the door, the dad goes, don't you need a warrant? And he's like, as he's walking through the door, he's like, nope, not to do a welfare check. And he's like, scoots by. I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. And um, so when they walk in, they find molded food everywhere, trash, dead pets, human excrement. And they were actually, they go to the rooms and they don't find the kids chained to the bed. But Mm -hmm. they find the kids in the bed. And they're like, okay. Well, one of the kids says to look in the closet. She was like, look in the closet. They had put the chains in the closet. Mm -hmm. But the mom and the dad were standing in, like, the foyer. And there was another room behind them. And for some reason, they were just standing there. Like, they wouldn't get the hell out of the way and go to the living room. Yeah. So the cops were like, what's back here? And he was like, oh, there's nothing back there, you know, the dad. Yeah. And he was like, well, I need you to get out of the way. And when they went to that room, that was where the boys were chained up. And they mm-hmm. were they were chained to the bed still. Mm-hmm. So they had not made it to them yet to unchain them. So that's obviously what they were doing. And that's obviously why they were, like, rushing around, you know. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they arrest them immediately. And she just kept saying, we're, we were moving tomorrow. That's why my house looks like this. I'm so sorry. You know. You have dead <laughs> animals. That's the reason that your house is like this, ma'am? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, whoa. Um, so, molded food everywhere. Yeah. So. You just lose your mind when you move out. When they got to the hospital, the kids, they were malnourished. They had organ problems because of how small they were. The 29-year-old, Jennifer, she was 82 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. They had dirt just caked all over them. The doctors and the nurses were just, like, crying because they had never seen such a case of malnourishment in their life. Um, They had lice, you know, just all up in their hair. And that was the one thing they said that they were chained to the bed and they couldn't even scratch the lice on their head and their head was mm. itching so bad. Um, now there's a lot of talk about a picture. There's a picture in like online of the kids from like Disney. There's also a picture of them like at a, the, the parents renewed their wedding vows. So she said that they would go places sometimes and they would take them places. And Jennifer said that was always the best times of her life whenever we would get to leave. Yeah. But, like, for the wedding vow renewal, they flew to, or they went to Vegas. They renewed their wedding vows, and all the kids were in the picture, and they were dancing around. There was, like, this video mm-hmm. of them, like, dancing around and having a good time. But Jennifer said, I always knew that it didn't matter where we went. I knew that as soon as we got home, everything was going to be the same. So, 
Um, so they get arrested and charged with 12 counts of torture, false imprisonment, seven counts of abuse on a dependent adult, and six counts of child abuse. They were found guilty and sentenced to life with the possibility of parole in 25 years. They probably won't get it. Um, in court, they were, like, crying. They even wrote apology letters to their kids talking about how if we if we don't go to jail and we leave, oh we'll do God. better. And I just want to be like, y'all need to die. That's what you need to do. Um, so, I will say that most, a lot of the kids had, like, heart conditions from how malnourished they were. Mm-hmm. Because if you're malnourished for a long time, it's going to start shutting down organs and fucking up a lot of things. Yeah, if they're only eating like, also if they're only eating like chips and burritos, like, God. Yeah. That stuff is not healthy either. No. They probably <laughs> never had like fruit or vegetables. I wonder if they've, like, when they went out in the world, did they not have like, not eaten stuff before? Like, never had like a burger or yeah, ice cream? Yeah, she said, yeah, um, Jordan said that when she finally had I think it was in the hospital she got... It was either ice cream or something like that. It was something. Or maybe it was fast food. I don't know what it was. But she was like, this was like the best meal I'd ever had, you know. It was so so sweet, though, you know, thinking about it. Like Mm -hmm. how that, we take things like that for granted. But people don't have that. And these kids did not have that. And could you Mm -hmm. imagine, like, this girl was older than, so she was 29 in 2018. So she's older than me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's older than me. Yeah, she's three, a year older than me. She's 33. Oh, yeah, that's right. She'd be 33 this year. So, or she did turn 33 this year. So, sorry, math. Um, (laughs) So, right? Is that right? 33? Yeah. It should be. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, she's a year older than me. So, could you imagine just now getting out into the world and, like... That, like, I can't imagine that, because that's that'd I would be have like to, me. Yeah. Just now getting out into the world, like... No, thank you. So, in early 2020, the Riverside County Deputies uh, District Attorney said that some of the kids are living independently, living on their own in their own apartments, and have jobs, and are going to school. Some volunteer in the community, they go to church, and others are graduate... Had, one had graduated college. Mm-hmm. The investigation from ABC uh, 2020 with um, Diane Sawyer mm-hmm. reported that some of the Turpin children are now neglected by the Riverside County Social Services. Some are homeless. Oh. Yeah, even Jordan said that she said in the interview, she was like, I'm just kind of living couch to couch right now. She said that, so what happened was the money that was, that people sent money to them. Mm -hmm. They raised money and the money that was raised was placed in a trust controlled by court, court, court appointed public guardian. Joshua Turpin stated he could not access his funds and was denied purchasing a bike so he could drive to an interview to get a job. Joshua, I mean, Jordan stated that she was released from her foster home with no life skills, no plans for housing, no plans for getting food or health care, etc. And according to a report, the Riverside County has hired a private lawyer firm 
to investigate allegations of abuse of the system. So the woman, and I can't think of the woman's name right now, but the woman that was over their case basically just... Said, all right, bye. Yeah, basically said, all right, bye. So some of the kids got abused in foster homes that they went to. Wow. Which really fucking pisses me that, off. That's really Because terrible. they've got enough abuse, you know, they're and dealing with. if they're homeless, they don't know anything. Mm-mm. No. They can't get a job. They, like, counting money. Nobody's no. going to hire them. They won't be able to count money. Yeah. They, they won't be able have... to cook or clean. They, yeah. Obviously, because she didn't even know what um, medicines were. She yeah. probably doesn't know how to. She's like, a mop? What the hell's a mop? How do you use a mop? Yeah. Like. It, well, people aren't going to hire them. She, um, Jordan, she has a TikTok now, and I follow her on TikTok because mm-hmm. it's cute. She does all these different dances and stuff, and she said she loves TikTok, and she loves social media, so yeah. she said she wants to hopefully do something with that, be like an influencer or something. Mm-hmm. So, I just feel sorry for the fact that they, like, nobody thought to themselves, you know what, these kids are going to need... Some help, some, some guidance. Help. They're going to need tutors. They're going to need housing. Like, I, I, I just don't understand. They're all split up, which really sucks. Because Jennifer said, I just hope for the day when we can all be together again. Because mm-hmm. she misses her siblings. I mean, you know, she was with them for 29 years. And she didn't want to leave them because she was scared what would happen to them. Well, now she's left some of the young ones and foster care and now they're being abused there was even some reports i read somewhere said that um maybe some of the smaller ones had also gotten sexually abused Mm -hmm. in um foster care but they had been removed from that foster care situation which is good but the system the assholes that did that need to go to jail (laughs) you know um so i don't know if we'll probably i think there might be like an organization, or there might not be because they shut down the sending in money for them because they were they were using it wrong. Oh. So they shut that part down because the county was using it wrong. So if there's anything... Oh, I thought you meant the kids were using it no, wrong. No, no, no. The, the, the county. county. Yeah. Because remember, the woman yeah. was telling him he can't get his money. And Were they know. using it for themselves? I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know. They're, that's why they're, they're doing investigation. an investigation. Yeah. So, that's all we know as of right now. But if there's any kind of links that I can link down below, I'll do that for these kids. Um, I do know you can find Jordan's TikTok on TikTok. And I don't remember what it's called. Let me look really fast. I'm sure they're... um, I just worry about them. Like, that is so sad to have to deal with all that abuse and then the system fuck you over so much. You've already been through so much. Okay, it's just Jordan Turpin. Jordan Turpin on TikTok. And she's so cute. Aw. She's, <laughs> she's pretty. Really, yeah, she's very pretty. They're all really, really pretty. But she just does, like, dances and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah. That's pretty much it, though. But luckily, the assholes, you know, the parents the are in prison. And hopefully they'll be there for life. And they were eligible for bro- parole in 25 years. But who knows they if they get actually it. get it. <laughs> um... If they do, they won't have anybody there to love I mean, love yeah, them. there won't be any kids there. Yeah. Which, that'll probably be their favorite thing. That was my thing. Like, if you're going to treat your... Why have kids? Yeah. It sounds like you just did it because it was the religious thing, but then you decided to be swingers, so obviously you weren't really strict on your religion of being a Pentecostal, so I don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. 
they talked in, you know, they sobbed in court saying they loved their kids so much and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, that's you not didn't. love. Yeah, like, that's not love. Almost killing your kids is not love. So literally taunting them over pie. With food. Yeah. And pie. And no, know. that's not love. No. So anyways, um, we'll also put down below any kind of, um, you know, any organizations where you can call if you think that any child has, is being abused in any way. Um, we talk, we, we don't do a lot of child abuse cases because it just really pisses me off. Um, yeah, it's hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to do, especially the, um, that one with the, boy. I can't think of it now, the boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, what's his name? It starts with a G, doesn't it? Gabriel? Gabriel. Is it Gabriel? I think it's Gabriel. I don't know. It's on Netflix. Um, but his situation was just awful. Like, something should have been done forever. And, um, there's just different situations like that where, sorry, but if the neighbor that was living next to them and in that Rio Vista place is listening to this, you should have called. Like, you should have at least called the police and been like, yeah, so there was, like, ropes on the beds? I don't know what that's about. And their house was disgusting. So, somebody may want to, like try to find these kids because um anyways but yeah so we'll link all that stuff down below and like i said if there's anything that i can link to help the turpin kids out i'll link it down there too well some of them are adult you know adults now most of them but um and we will hopefully see you guys next week um yeah we should see you guys next week because you'll be her finals are this week so hopefully We can get something in next weekend. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. And we'll probably have a spooky one for you guys next time. I'm trying to get all the stuff together for... um, What is it? The... Oh, my gosh. I drew a a total blank. Christmas? No. (laughs) That's not the episode. um, It's Emily Rose... The Exorcism of Emily Rose, but oh. it's this case based off of that. Uh, mm. Oh my gosh. I drew a blank. I don't know. Annalise. Someone. <laughs> I drew a total blank. So anyways, we're going to probably do that next um, because I finally watched Exorcism of Emily Rose. Have you ever watched that movie? It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly like how the exorcism goes of, of her, but um, you know. It's it's Hollywood. Still, it's still good. Um, Hollywood for you. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead and don't forget to subscribe, follow, all that great stuff, and go to our Twitter. You can follow us there. We have Instagram. Twitter now. Instagram. Um, yeah, and go subscribe to our YouTube. Even if you don't listen to us on there, so we can get to a hundred subs, because that's just our goal, and yeah. we want to do that <laughs> by the end of the year. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.